Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. Right, all right, everybody. I was singing the song. I couldn't uh, just hop in right to the right, right to the intro. I was like, do 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 do. All right. Anyways, welcome, welcome back, everybody, to from the outside looking in the show where we sing our favorite intro songs. That's right. It's all about the intro song because if you don't have a good intro, you don't have a good product. If anybody proved that point. It was uh, Marcus uh, Baxter, who was the uh, writer and creator of the uh, theme song to uh, Different Strokes, um, and which you is a fantastic. Strokes wasn't a good show. No. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It could have been the worst show ever because of Marcus Baxter, Baxter's fine work on that. I'm just fucking with you. I don't know who wrote Different Strokes' theme song. Are you kidding me? That is the most random thing of trivia ever. Marcus Baxter. I made that up. Welcome to From the Outside Looking In, the show about everything, the show about nothing. We could certainly talk about our favorite theme songs. And when we're talking about favorite theme songs, if you're not bringing up the Jeffersons, you're wasting. I'm sticking the same thing. You're wasting it. You're wasting everybody's time. Maybe you're wasting it. But here's the deal. We talk about movies, comics, sports, all sorts of shit, whatever. We like stuff. We talk about it. We laugh. And you guys get to enjoy the ride. I am Andy Liascos. With me, as always, the Tom Wilson to my George Jefferson, Mr. Patrick Bannis. Moving on up. Moving on up. (laughs) <laughs> to the east side, to a deluxe apartment, apartment in the, the sky. sky. Song's fantastic. It, it really so is. is. Uh, yeah. So much quality. Pat, we got together this weekend to record. <laughs> <laughs> And yet here we are doing the next uh, show remote because uh, we we just watched Spider-Man, which we'll get into in next week's episode. Yeah. But uh, but hey, but it was good seeing you. It was good uh, watching a movie with you. Uh, I know you're in town doing some family stuff. But other than that, how you been, bud? Pretty good, man. Getting ready for uh, I mean, the weather's getting better every day. I'm, uh, I'm excited about that. It's uh, it's concert season. I know. Uh, I know you went to a concert recently. You finally left the I house did. for once. I did. I did. I did leave the house. I went and saw Mercury Rev and the Brian Jonestown Massacre, uh, Hell yeah. which is a great sign. Yeah. Yep. Now, are they supporting a new record, or are they just they just torn to for the sake of touring? I think there's uh, mostly just touring for the sake of touring. Yeah. That's great. Good for them. Yeah. Love. Yeah. It. Yeah. I know, uh, like, Brian Jonestown Massacre's written, like, 60 songs over the last oh, yeah. year or so. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But um, they were doing this thing on, like, uh, YouTube where uh, Anton would be, like, writing a song. He, I think he wrote a song every day for, like, 59 or 60 days. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, they wanted to get out. I think this is one of the first stops on their tour. So, knowing the Brian Jonestown Massacre, like, it was good seeing them early before, the, you know, things— 
before they start hating each other and shitting the bed all over the place. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, this is this is concert season. Um, March was uh, March. I think we did what two concerts? We went and saw Tool. Oh, nice! Um, which is pretty pretty impressive. Uh, we saw Tame Impala. Okay. Um, yep. Which is a great show. A lot of fun. Um, what's next coming up this weekend? This weekend we're going to a show. Uh, it's like a double header. Uh, this band called Dance with the Dead. And the headliner is Magic Sword. They are like 80s inspired, like synth metal, synth rock type bands. All right, let's go, bud. So you got you got me at the synth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and I, the I, metal and yeah. the metal. Yeah. So uh, I would be remiss if we didn't say, uh, you know, um, Rip Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, for sure. Um, Absolute I, I, bummer. Absolute bummer. I, uh, I I had tickets, had tickets to see Foo Fighters in May, and we were super geeked. We were about to rent a party bus, and um, word came through that he had uh, unfortunately passed. Super sad. Um, crushing blow for the band. So. Yeah, and now it's like, I was on the fence about seeing that Foo movie, the Foo Fighters movie, but now I kind of feel like I have to. You know? I, I've heard nothing but fun things. Like, it's it's a campy, fun, ridiculous movie. So. So I have this idea, uh, okay. speaking, speaking of metal and, and, and shows and stuff like that. I like it. Next time we, next time we get together, right? Like, we're going to find, like... Just like the most mundane postings of laws, like um, so. This is for the TikTok, the from the outside looking in TikTok that we don't have. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this is this is for the grams and the TikToks that we don't have, right? Yep. But like, let's say it's like no jaywalking or something like that, or walk within the lines, right? Okay. Like, so we'll do a video of you walking outside of the lines, right? And then it'll pan over to me, and I'll just be like. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, and we'll ju- I'll just play the breaking the law riff, right? And yeah, you'll just buddy. be doing the most. It'll be like you know, like like no loitering, and we'll just be hanging out in front of the store, and all of a sudden it'll just be <laughs> just the breaking the law riff yeah. on acoustic guitar of us just standing around in a no loitering zone. Keep off the grass. And as usual, you know, I would be remiss if I did not, uh, if I did not. Oh yeah. Crack yourself. Songs. Crack yourself. Uh, what do you, what do you got there, bud? I got the, uh, the Oscar blues, thick haze. Thick haze. This is a, uh, this is a new England style hazy IPA. Little 7.0 on the Richter scale. 7.0. I don't know why I did that. We went to um, <laughs> our German club, the Teutonia Manor Corps, Shouts, um, had their famous wing night. And Oscar Blues was the brewery who was representing that night. So they had four of their beers that they paired with uh, wings. They gave okay. out all kinds of swag. So they had this hazy IPA. They had the Dale's Pale. They had a... Uh, I think it was like just like a regular like lager type of beer, like a light beer, and then they had like a farm, like a maybe a hefeweizen or something. Good yeah. Times. But this is the thick haze. I brought some of this home from the club. It's good stuff. Um, nice. 
Nice. Always good. Always good for. Uh... I used to like they. I, they used to have a beer called the Pinner, which was like uh, an IPA, but it was a really, really like strong alpha hop IPA. So oh, it's okay. you know real like dank, you know bitter tasting. Yeah. Right? But yeah, it was called the Pinner. There may have been a thin joint on the. Uh, I I can't remember. All it right. was in a white can. Yeah, I mean. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fan of Oscar Blues, right? They make some, you know, like Dale's uh, Deviant Pale Ale. I, you know, uh, uh, Ooh, it's Deviant a his... Pale Ale. Yeah, you've never had the Deviant one. No, I don't think I've yeah, had the yeah, Deviant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the standard Pale Ale is great, too, right? There's a Deviant one that might be like a dip or something that's pretty pretty nice. Cool. Speaking of the Oscars. Hmm. See how I did that? Do we, do we have to, though? No, no, this is, no, no, this is not that. Um yeah. I, I I would be remiss if I didn't talk about um, some Oscar winners that we, um, you know, talked about on the show. Um, sure. The second, Andy's second best film of 2021, Dune, uh, took home six Oscars. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Awesome, dude. Awesome. And yeah. this is, you know what, I, when, when we think about the episode that we did on Dune, like you can like all the things that we raved about are basically all the things that they won won Oscars for. for. Yeah, right? right, exactly. Yeah, best cinematography, uh, best production design, best visual effects, um, best score, best sound, um, yeah. best film editing. So yeah, I I mean whatever. It was like an absolute joy to watch. You know what I mean? Like, could the acting have been stronger? Sure. Did I get lost in the story every once in a while? Absolutely. Did it look fucking fantastic? Hell, Hell yeah, yeah, it did. So, Hell yeah, it did. Um, so I wanted to hit that, and then Oscars. The Oscars, um, because they are lame. And because no one watches that crap anymore, I'd never watch these kinds of things. Like I didn't even know they were happening until I heard about the work. Yeah, so like they're the work. I love it. It is <laughs> that, to use a wrestling term. It was yeah. it, it was totally a work. Yeah. Um, I, there's two things that I don't watch, and that I make fun of people for having for complaining about the next day: uh, award shows and yep. the State of the Union address. Sure. Yeah, These absolutely. Are the two things that I just, I just, I can, I was watching, I was watching Peacemaker while people were watching the Oscars and I'm like, I don't understand what you people are doing. Like we're right. peak content and you're watching like the networks. I just don't get it. Yeah. So, doesn't make any sense. No. You, you could have literally watched anything that was nominated for an Oscar and had a much better time. Oh yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, I mean, um, the yeah. only, the only awards show worth watching is what the SAG, what whatever one Ricky Gervais used to host. Oh yeah, that might be the SAG. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the SAG. Yeah. Yeah, because because he's he's uh he he's he's vicious. He's he fucking great. Yeah, he didn't pull. I, I'm surprised. Yeah, no, for sure. Will Smith would have beat the living shit out of him. Right. <laughs> so there was uh there was in in their quest to be relevant, um and and cater to like younger folks. They had what are called the fan favorite awards. Now these are not Oscars. Like they they went to great pains to make sure you knew that they're not Oscars. Um, so they had a fan favorite movie, and the fan favorite movie award winner was uh, Army of the Dead, which was that Dave Batista zombie flick that came out during the pandemic. 
wasn't that like straight to Netflix? Was that to Netflix? To I Netflix. can't. Yeah, yeah, straight to Netflix. It was a Netflix original. Netflix yeah. is not DVD. It's not straight to Netflix. It, yeah. it just wasn't a theatrical release. Yeah. And so this is this is how you know that this stuff is like just garbage. Like these, even the even when they try to do fan service stuff, their awards are garbage. Spider Man No Way Home finished fourth. Fourth. A movie that's made like $800 million finished fourth. And as far as fan favorites go, like what? Yeah. All right. Um, well, I mean, have... I, I could see that, though, because like you and I weren't voting. You know, I mean, True. how many how many of us weren't True. voting? I, how I, many of yeah. us didn't know it existed? I had no clue. Yeah, you know I, I mean? didn't know so... until like the next day. And then they said there's this they had another one that was called the Oscars cheer moment. So it's like this moment that gets like a big pop in, you know, like when you're watching a movie. Yeah. And so and this is another thing that, you know, when we get around to it, we'll get around to it. Um, the the moment that the winning moment was uh, Ezra Miller's flash uh, tapping into the speed force in Justice League. Now, I don't know if this was the Snyder cut or the regular cut, but I don't I also don't know. Who is popping? Like, who in the crowd is popping for him just tapping into the speed force? Like, him running into the speed force? Like, like I, I just can't envision myself, you know, recording a movie theater, and then people see him running into the speed force, like, oh, yeah! Like, I just you have, can't. You have, uh, you have how many episodes of Peacemaker left? Two. Oh, I know what you're going to, I know where you're going, but. No, you don't. Okay, okay. All right, good. All right, but <laughs> no, anyway. Um, so I was just like, you know, once again, um, the Spider-Man, the Spider-Men team up in uh, No Way Home finished second. Um, the full fight, the full Avengers fight scene in Avengers Endgame finished third. Now, I do know one thing from the initial, um, the initial reviews or, um, debuts of avengers endgame i do remember seeing that footage where captain america standing there by himself he's got like half a shield he's gonna fight thanos to his to probably his death and then all of a sudden happy there and then the fucking portal start opening up and everybody starts coming through and it's like you, we got hope we're gonna make this work we're gonna win and then there's this awesome fight scene where like every avenger you know, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe comes out and fights. And that was, and I remember like seeing like footage of crowds, like actually going nuts for this, like just being like amped for this. And to see like this weird Speed Force thing being number one is like, all right, this, you, you guys are totally irrelevant. Like you tried and you're still not relevant and you, you lost. I don't know. So. <laughs> yeah. Them sons of bitches, I tell you. Yeah, I want to tell with, you. I want to stick with some movies for a minute, um, real quick. I don't know if you've seen this, but there was a there's a DC movie universe. Is that what they're called? Cinema, whatever they're called. The DC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. DCEU. Um, yep. DC Extended Universe. Okay. So there's a DCEU trailer out there for 2022. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Um, so it's called um, DC Heroes. Uh, I forget how long it is, but it's just a trailer for like all of their films coming out this year, I guess. And so, you know, there's uh, the Batman, which, you know, was already out and we'll, you know, we'll see it when we see it. We'll review it when we review it. You know how we are. Yep. Yep. Um, 
There's uh, Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, and I just have in my notes. Um, yeah, yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. No, nobody cares. Um, Stop trying is... to force Aquaman down our throats. Nobody Seriously. wants fucking. Nobody wants a fucking Aquaman movie. No matter how great Jason Momoa is, right? right? But... Like, I if you want to make a Kyle Drago movie, I'll fucking watch shit out of that. You want to make a fucking a spinoff Dune movie where he's sword dude, whatever that dude is, I'll watch that one. No one wants to see a fucking Aquaman movie. They just don't. We get it. You got a chubber. For Jason Momoa. We get it. Right? Yes. Right. Um, next up Fucking, was uh, The Flash. And, unless you're going to throw The Rock in there, unless it's going to be The Rock and Momoa. Yes. Um, next up was The Flash. And they do the flashpoint. And so it's basically everything that we already knew. But there's a scene where, um, you know, Barry's in the other universe or the past or wherever. And so there's Barry and then there's like the other Barry and then there's like somebody else. And I'm assuming that scene is a there's probably a lot of foreshadowing to like reverse flash or somebody like that based on that grouping. But the best part was the last part of this trailer. Black Adam. So speaking of the rock, yeah, the jewel of this trailer just had all sorts of reveals and it was so good. Um, it is clearly going to be a justice society themed movie. Um, it starts out with some voiceover from who ends up being uh, Pierce Brosnan, who's going to play Dr. Fate, which is like, Appears Brosnan, Dr. Fate. I'm kind of in on that, to be honest Hell with you. yes. Yeah. Super in. Um, there's uh, a Hawkman. Um, this is Aldous Hodge. He played a character in Leverage. It was a TV series. If anybody ever saw it, he's going to be um, the Black. No one did. He's going to be like the Black Hawkman that people have talked about. And um, so there's a little bit of a cameo there. I would rather see a Black Manta movie than an Aquaman movie. I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, I feel like every Aquaman movie is, in essence, a Black Manta movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, for sure. For right. sure. But I, um, I digress. Go, go ahead. There were there were some <laughs> other characters, some other Justice Society characters that were lesser known and not important, like Adam Smasher, um, a character called Cyclone. Um, I don't know who this character is, so I don't care. But the main the main theme that you get out of this. Uh, I remember bit of a Cyclone. Trailer. Okay. Um, The little bit you get out of this trailer is that there is like, here's, it it sounds like Dr. Fate is trying to coax Black Adam to join them and to do good. And I'm going to guess he declines. And this is, you know, like there's probably a lot of anti-hero vibes where Black Adam wants to do well for his country but then the the society wants him to join them and do good too. And he's like, nah, I'm good, but let's fight. Yeah. So I saw that and I was super geeked because I thought that that was like, you know, I, I hadn't really seen a lot of footage for Black Adam. And so to see any footage for Black Adam, I was like, yes, yes, please. Let's let's do more of this. I like this. So um, I'm I hope they to do. That. Yeah, I, I, I hope they do something right, because the DCEU is real hit or miss. They, they do really well with the Batman properties as far yeah. as like films go right most of the time. Uh, then they fuck up a bunch of shit. Like, yeah, I mean, like they try to go like Justice League is too much. It's just too much. All of yeah. it's too much. Cyborg is too much. But they're not the too, I, don't shitty... think, I don't know 
they're doing Cyborg though. I think that they no, got I know, the but point. it it was bad. Yeah. But I also think like Shazam wasn't great, which makes me like nervous for Black Adam. I Shaz- Shazam was better than Justice League for sure. Although I don't have the five hours to watch the fucking Snyder right? cut. Like I'll, I'll uh, maybe get to it eventually, but like, is it gonna be better than fucking the Christian Bale dark, black you know, fucking Batman movies? Nah. <clears throat> so, but they do make a they they make a decent TV show. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, I like, mean, Doom Patrol is good. Um, I, I, I like and hate Titans. We'll get to that another time. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Just, I don't, I don't, is. I don't like Titans. Yeah, it's I like, liked. We'll get to this in a in a future episode, in a very near future episode. I loved Peacemaker. Yeah, it was it was the best DCEU thing I've ever seen. Yeah, we'll save that for later because we're gonna definitely we're gonna yeah. get, definitely get into that. Yep. But while we're talking about future times, when we'll talk about movies, books, and TV shows, maybe now would be a good time to talk about. Movies, books, books, and, books and, and Tim is TV shows TVs. and all. You know I love a blue tra- a Blu-ray. Laser disc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about a TV show that we did watch. Right? <laughs> yes. And we've completed watching. Yeah. And yeah. and not a DCEU product and not an MCU product, but still a Disney product in either case. Uh Star Wars, the book of Boba Fett, everybody's favorite bounty hunter and unaltered (laughs) clone of a Mandalorian who the Clone Wars said wasn't a Mandalorian. But then later we found out that he was a foundling and perhaps even heir to the title of Mandalore. There's a lot of shit to unpack with Jango Fett. I could do an entire episode probably just on Jango lore. But let's talk about his unaltered clone son, Boba, and the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Which follows uh, the uh, stuff happening to Boba Fett. Uh, A a little, uh, so uh, in flashbacks uh, to stuff that happened directly after Return of the Jedi. And in the timeline, uh, or in the the current timeline of the of the show, or the or the most apropos timeline of the show, it is after his uh, after Mandalorian season yep. two. Yep. So the flashbacks take uh, take you back to what happened after uh, Bopa was thrown into the Sarlacc pit uh, from uh, his battle with Luke Skywalker. Actually, uh, it is uh, Han Solo that unwittingly uh, oh, yeah. sends. Half blind uh, Han Solo. Yes, half blind with uh, with the Bantha stick. Uh, Han Solo accidentally hits the jet back button on Boba's <laughs> thing, which is great. It's just great, right? Classic Han Solo. Yeah, classic, classic fucking <laughs> rap scallion Han Solo. Uh, and uh, so, uh, I, I can't remember exactly how the show opens. You you are you're good at taking notes and like like writing things down. I where am. I, and I also tend to like you. You tend to wait for every episode to come out, and then you binge watch it. Which your binge watching usually takes like a few days to a week. Where like on a show like this, and like Peace 
Peacemaker, right? Like you're finishing up Peacemaker. I've been done with Peacemaker forever. So for everybody who knows our back and forth on movies, right? (laughs) Where Pat is there like opening day, sees the movie and I, and everybody's like, oh, we're waiting on Andy to see the movie again. It is the exact opposite on every single TV show, right? Like every, every show that we are going to discuss in a future episode, I have already finished watching it and I am waiting for Pat to watch it. It is, it is like, it is a, perfect juxtaposition and it's also very indicative of how uh theaters have so little content and uh streaming and tv is at like peak content so like in the theater i can go see that there's nothing else to see it's uh, nothing else is good nothing else is there i hear you i just i i feel like i i don't know i the hawks are terrible right so I have no <laughs> hockey to watch, right? I don't really give a shit about too many other sports, right? Like you have like like you you get down with so you many know. like not even just Premier League, you're watching like the equivalent of like Division A farm league fucking German fucking soccer. I, I guess religiously, yeah. religiously. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Wait, you should uh, see my Saturday. You should literally I, see my Saturday I know. schedule. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. So, like, I bang out, like, you know, like, important things to watch, right? And then Pat's Pat's watching a, a, a farm league uh, team from Poopsendorf, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that so, bad. <laughs> I, think it's I don't bad. know. I don't know if there's a poops in Dorf, but it, there would be well. cooler if there was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, anyways, but anyways, I digress. I digress. But so, yes, let's come all the way back. So Boba Fett. Back to your uh, notes. Do, do we open with him in the back to tank? I can't remember. Uh, I think that you do open with him in the back to tank, and then he is having flashbacks to the Sarlacc pit. That's basically yes. how it works. Yeah, um, right. So we get to see, like, how does Boba get out of the Sarlacc pit? And it's basically his Beskar armor, right, that protects him from the Sarlacc's acid. Uh, stomach acids, right. right? So it's the Beskar that protects him, and he's able to basically climb his way, claw his way out of the gullet of the Sarlacc pit. Now, what I don't remember, right, is... um. Uh, fucking Lou's gonna kill me for screwing up this name, so I'm not even gonna do it. Cause like Lou's one of those, Lou's one of those fucking amazing like minutia, okay. uh, 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 people. E- even like more so than I am, right? Like, like I had I had said. Remember we were, we were talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife, and I yeah. was like, I think I think the ghost's name is Riveter. His name is Chomper, okay? And I fucking I know this. Her. No, I did too. I thought it, I thought it was too, but like Lou gave he me shit rivets. for like, oh uh, yeah, he uh, no, he ate metal and then he made rivets that he would spit at you. Spit, right? Right, right? Yeah, yeah. But his name, I think his name was Chomper. Well, so who are you? Who, uh, who, who are you talking to about then? Like who? Are, who who's the name? Uh, you're the, the, the the Marshall Mar- Marshall oh, Cod, uh, Van. Uh, Cod Van. Yeah. 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 So I I don't know how the jaw. I can't remember how the jaw was. Get the Beskar off of Boba. Does he climb so, out of the Sarlacc pit yeah. and then he like passes out and the Jawas yep. are like, oh fuck yeah, armor. Yep, they they because that's what Jawas do. Okay, yeah, yeah. they steal they steal the armor because they're they're little scumbags. And then he yes. gets he ends up getting taken in 
not even taken in. He gets taken captive by um, uh, a tribe of Tuscan Raiders. Oh, the Tuscan Tus- Raiders, right? Tuscan Raiders, yeah. Right. Um, that is that is the name of those people. That is yeah. their species. So I think yeah. like the entire season, each episode, you do you get flashbacks, and then you are I don't want to say flash forward, but you're present, right? You're in the yes. in the present. So like yeah, they're you know in in. Which in hindsight is 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 great because it's telling the story of Boba Fett. At many times I got frustrated with it because I do often think of Boba as Empire Strikes Back Boba, you know what I mean, and um, some of the other things, right? But you, but you're seeing the progression of a character from just a, a bounty hunter. Some of it is forced, forced progression, right? They're just making it happen, right? Uh, but to uh, this um, sort of anti-hero, just crime lord, but not a crime lord. Yeah, type I mean, like thing. that's the thing is, and this is my big, this is my big complaint with with this series and the and the writing is, even though they do a good job with the flashbacks and the present, and to try to give him, you know, some. I don't want to say backstory, but also maybe some motivation. I mean, we know some backstory from Attack of the Clones. Sure. And we completely erase that. We don't even, we totally ignore all of that for this. Like, right. we don't even care. And right. they give him some story, but it's like, you know, we, 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 we're going to take control of Jabba the Hutt's criminal empire. And we're going to demand tribute of everybody. But then I'm also going to be like a really nice guy. I think like they, I think yeah, it's, it's like right. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over a criminal empire, right? Yeah, uh, like like literally a mafia family. Like that's like literally what the Huts are, yeah. right? They're they're intergalactic gangsters, right? Like that's that's literally, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. what they've been throughout the entire thing, and he's he's gonna be more. Benevolent than like the mayor of uh, of Mos Espa, yep. he's like he's you know so like uh, it's a bit contrived. You it's know so, what I mean? This, is, this like, is why I have to step in when you say like when you use terms like antihero because he is in this in this presentation not an antihero. If if he would do literally anything dastardly at all, like or be yes. even the slightest bit ruthless. We could have that conversation, but I think that there is a there is a creeping problem in the Disney uh, in Disney's universe, and I'm afraid, right? I'm I'm afraid for the future of this. But there's a creeping problem in Disney's writing and presentation of characters that they are afraid to present true like anti-hero type characters think loki right loki and boba fett are both very similar in that they are like kind of they can be kind of ruthless uh i mean loki's like a trickster but right 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 but they could they can also be like ruthless um i mean you know remember like boba fett is such a ruthless bounty hunter that even darth vader of all people Darth Vader has to tell him no disintegrations. Right. Like even even like even Darth Vader has to tell this guy, don't be that ruthless. Right. Right. Yeah. So like in and and then 
they don't sometimes they don't pay attention to how they present the character from show to show, right? In the Mandalorian, uh, you know, which takes place after this, right? In the time, you know, in, in the time space time continuum, let's say, uh, right. the Mandalorian takes place after this. I mean, no, I'm sorry, it takes place before. Before. Yeah, season two of The Mandalorian happens before, before right. Book of Boba Fett. Yes. So, so after all of this backstory with the Tusken Raiders and all that stuff, but before all of this. Yes. Um, when he's trying to get his armor, he's like, he shows up to The Mandalorian. He's like, I want my armor. And, you know, The, the Mandalorian's like, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to give it to you. And he's like, I have a shooter on the hill. And this is like, um, Fennec Shand is like, I have a shooter on the hill. And yeah. so I have somebody trained and he's like, well, this is, this is like Beskar. You're, you're not going to shoot this. He's like, I don't mean you. I'm going to shoot that kid. Right. He was and literally going to shoot a kid. To yeah. Get his armor yeah. back. That's like a, that. So th- that's, it's an interesting point, right? Because Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian are both, uh, uh, Dave Filoni, John Favreau, right? Like it's in their world, um, which I love. But you could also in the book of Boba Fett, right? Like kind of skipping ahead when we do get to like whatever, let's call it the preview of Mandalorian season three that comes, you know, later in, in the book of Boba Fett. Um, and I'll get to some of the good and the bad in that, right? Sure. Um, uh, you see Mando just straight murking fools. Their approach to Din Djarin, right, the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. is so much different than their approach to Boba Fett. Din is able to go out and be a badass Mandalorian, right? That happens to also be a bounty hunter that does jobs to to earn a living, right? But, like, did he just straight cut a dude in half with the Darksaber? Oh, fuck yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, he was getting something done. And this guy was in his way of getting that job done. So, and like, so, you know, they, so the first few episodes of of the Book of Boba, it was real hit or miss. I enjoyed the Tusken Raider aspect, right? Seeing the Tusken Raider society is a different society within the Star Wars ethos. Um, And it's great seeing them, right? Because they're a tribe people. From from Tatooine, uh, the deserts of Tatooine, they're the original inhabitants of Tatooine. Yeah, they're an ancient. Ever... They're an ancient tribe. Yes, right. They're the original inhabitants of Tatooine, and and they remember when Tatooine was all oceans, right? Um, but you know what, whatever. So it was cool seeing them. It was cool seeing how they had their own sort of like mysticism, how they went about making their bantha sticks and things like that, and and how they lived. I, I, I've always kind of enjoyed the Tusken Raiders, so seeing more Tusken Raider stuff was cool. Seeing Boba with the Tusken Raiders, earning their respect, it also kind of goes like uh, into like showing why he was such a badass with the bantha stick in Mandalorian season two when right. he was just murking stormtroopers with the bantha stick right so you get to see that that's kind of cool uh hated every fucking thing about the mods right so the mods uh, are a group of people that boba kind of recruits or like begrudgingly well, I, I don't think like they were they were they were um they were either stealing from or they were harassing this guy who sold water who's a water trader. They and were stealing from the water trader, right? So is, they, is, 
he went and told Boba like this is this is a thing like you know this yeah. is a problem what are you going to do about it and you know instead of straight murking him he like he he you know these kids need a job they need money he's like you're going to work for me now because right. cuz they also recognize that he needs some sort of muscle um, yeah, and which is in which is cool, and they're call and they're the mods because they're modifying their bodies with droid parts, which sounds fucking cool, right? Cyborgs, cyborgs, awesome. Really wanted to see some aspects of that within the Star Wars universe outside of like Echo from the Bad Batch, right? But the way they go about it is so fucking lame, like. So each mod station is like a tattoo parlor, and then what's his face? That one Thundercat. Yeah, Thundercat. He's the tattoo artist, mod artist, dude. It's, uh, it's fu- and the aesthetic is just, it's so bad. You know who it's Thundercat so, is, right? Uh, yeah, he's like, um, he's some sort of music yeah, person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a musician. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, he's, a, yeah, he's unnamed. Know. He's unnamed in this. Um, he's, uh, he's a bassist. He played with, uh, suicidal tendencies for a while. Oh, like, did he really? Yeah, later on in later on in the tendencies like career, like he okay. played bass for them, and then he broke out on his own and has done a bunch of solo stuff of his own. I've always wanted to see him um, perform because I've heard his stuff is is pretty interesting. But he's an unnamed, um, you know, he's an unnamed mod artist. So okay. it's it, right. it, to me, it looks like they, it looks like it's like cyborg tattoo parlors. You know. Yep. Yeah, it, that's basically what it is, and like. And then they also drive like these Vespas, like these bright colored scooters. Yep. Uh, so the whole aesthetic is just is just wrong, right? Like it's just like like modding yourself with droid parts. That sounds cool, but like they shouldn't be all sleek and shiny and weird. You know what I mean, like that's not Star Wars technology. Star Wars not technology. It's yeah, no, for sure. They're in Mos Espa, right? Oh, but it, well. yeah, but whatever. The second largest city on Tatooine, Mos Espa. I'm a nerd. It is what we do. Right? There you go. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's. It, it, would it look appropriate on Naboo before the fall of the Republic? Sure, absolutely. On Tatooine, at any point, nah. This is not the aesthetic of of this planet or this time period that we have established for fucking a long ass time, right? You know what I mean? Like all the shit in fucking the 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 sequels comes after this, and it still doesn't look as shiny and new and as Blade Runnery as fucking what the mods look like. So right. aesthetically, it's very annoying to me. The overall attitudes of the mods also fucking annoying to me this chick and this dude chirping at boba fucking fat when they're like oh but this is what we're gonna do because we're gonna we're not gonna pay the water guy because he if boba fat came up to you and was like pay fifteen hundred dollars and and you know like whatever the fucking price the water is right he's 1500 credits or whatever i can't remember right but they were like, yeah, no, that guy charges too much. He does this. And we're fucking if they if they would have approached him like, uh, I understand. Right. But, you know, this is what he charges for water. So it's hard for us to. But I feel like that would have made sense. But them lipping off to Boba the way that they lipped off to Boba. He should have fucking knee fucking rocket launched yeah. them into next fucking week. And they wouldn't have been in the rest of the show. This goes, this goes back to this goes back to the inconsistent presentation of Boba. That I was talking about earlier that he ends up being so boring. People, a bunch of people mouth off to him in this. 
Yeah, and, like all the time. And he all just, the time he constantly turns the other cheek and lets it slide. And it's like, you know, it's just the series could have been far more interesting if you had a really deeply flawed, um, kind of badass character. Boba Fett, yes. as opposed yes. to this turn the other cheek, and then, but you, you know, unfortunately, like you think that he gets a lot of this from his time with the Tuscan Raiders and how he builds, they build, res, they build respect for each other, and then he saves them, and then right, they, right, and then in he which he could down. still be a badass and do all that shit. You know what I mean? Right. He could still be a badass and do all that shit, but he sometimes wasn't right yeah so so a couple of things that the show does right before we get into uh jindarin coming up and taking boba's lunch um <laughs> they <laughs> it was the first time seeing uh certain species uh in live action um oh. the mayor of mos Espa is i forget it's whatever the hammerheads uh race is called right uh oh yeah I that, yeah i forget what they're called that was fantastic yeah um uh the pikes the pike syndicate is heavily involved uh they were featured a lot in the clone wars uh cartoon um they looked great um i forget what what bosca's species is is, uh mock shades was the was the mayor he's that he's the hammerhead mayor Yes, um, I forget what that species is called. We've yeah, seen them in, in, in cartoons. Yeah, we I also have. forget what what Bosk's species is called. Um, um yeah, yeah, fin, yeah. Fido, fin, Fandoshans, I think, or something. I can't oh, remember. Trandoshans. What they're called. Trandoshans. Yes. Trandoshans. Yeah. So we get to see more Trandoshans in um, uh, live action, which is great. They look fantastic. Um, and we also get to see some other races that we we see in animated series. Which I don't know what they're called, right? Um, like, there's sort of the more dog-driven uh, species, right, that we see uh, and, and things like that. Uh, one of the favorite things that I really enjoyed, um, which was really random uh, with, with the uh, with the Trandoshans, is there is a, a Wookiee bounty hunter, Chrysanthemum. Hell yeah. And he's fuck. He is badass, right? He is straight badass. He was working for the Huts. They gifted him to Boba Fett, so he was like he was enemy of Boba when when uh, the Hut twin. Right, right. There's a great fight scene between Chrysanthemum, Boba, Boba's two Grimorian guards, and the mods, uh, and the mods, right? Yeah, and Fennec Shan. That's how badass Chrysanthemum is. So he's at. at the bar owned by uh, the chick from Flashdance. Um, oh, this is this is probably one of my favorite parts of this series. The the two women who you know who do not age. They are like the most beautiful. She ageless looks wonders. so beautiful. She's yeah. so wonderful. Jennifer Beals, who plays Garza Fwip, who's the owner of the one um, cantina, and and yeah. Ming Na Wen, Fennec Shan, who is just who's been in like everything yes and these two and i like actually we sat through um we watched flash dance um a couple of weeks ago because she we, looks better in book of boba fett than she did in flash dance yeah because we 100%. we actually walked Not that it um, matters but you know she looked beautiful we absolutely walked up beautiful. to the uh we walked up to the neighborhood where the opening scene from flash dance is filmed right oh it's okay all, nice, it's nice. Pittsburgh. so so we were like well you got to watch it so we went home and watched it and i'm just like this woman does not age 
No, no, so, she, yeah, unbelievable. So amazing. Yeah, and there's, yeah, I mean, you know, hey, it's great. Maybe we're getting older, but, like, I was just, I was watching something the other day, and, like, uh, like the Eternals, like, Selma Hayek looked fantastic in the Eternals. We could talk oh, about, yeah. like, you know what I mean? But, yeah, but anyways, I digress. They, so, they, they age gracefully. It's beautiful. Yes. And uh, so there's, um, so they're in uh, uh, bar, you know, most size, uh, most Espa's flash dance bar. Right. And, and Chrysanthemum has been abandoned. Right. Like the huts were just like, take them. We don't care. Kill them. Do whatever you want with them. You know what I mean? To Boba. And so he's in this bar and there's some Trandoshans in there drinking, too. And like you could just see like the anger rising in Chrysanthemum, a former slave. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Trandoshans, so this this is a callback to like Clone Wars. And if you if you didn't watch Clone Wars, you may not know this, but the Trandoshans, uh, besides having Bosk as the only one that we see in in uh, the Empire Strikes Back, right? They're also huge slavers, right? So they they do a lot of 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 enslavement, and especially of Wookies, right? So after uh, the Clone Wars, right, like Trandoshans. Uh, would would hunt Wookiees and enslave them and, th- and and things like that, and also just put them on their own like little moon and have like hunting parties where like a bunch of Trandoshans would like hunt Wookiees. Right. So that is why Chrysanthemum is like looking at him and be like these motherfuckers, right? And, and they're like, and Jessica Biel's is like, no, please, you know, hey, you don't have to do this, and he just straight rips that Trandoshan in half. Right. And like, like literally just grabs us by the head and rips him in half. And I was like, that is so great. That's so much backstory untold. But for those who get that story of why Chrysanthemum, an, a former slaved Wookiee, would hate these Trandoshans so much that he would just literally go up and rip one of them in half. Yeah. It's, it, it was a, to another, to another, another, you know, and I'll continue to point these out as they come across, but like, you know, Chrysanthemum tries to kill him. Uh, Boba Fett in his sleep like he's in the back to tank and Chrysanthemum yeah. tries to kill him and then later on he shows mercy and hires him it's like yeah. like they might as well just call him Sharma Charmin Fett like he's so yeah. soft like right right yeah he's uh, Boba Fett is definitely element element elements of 10 ply in Boba Fett for sure oh, yeah. but I'm glad he did that because Chrysanthemum is fucking awesome oh yeah yeah it just I, allowed yeah, us I mean. to prolong the screen time so yeah for so sure a lot of this is just like you know how does how does Boba build his um his crime syndicate and show that he has the strength to control the syndicate when, right. you know, Makshe's and, and the Pike syndicate are, you know, they're all running spice. And so they've got their doing own. whatever they want. Right. Doing whatever they want. It doesn't matter. And Boba Fett's, you know how you know how I'm going to run a strong crime syndicate, but not doing any crime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing no crimes. None. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, they have their they have their big like, you know, their big sit down with all of the families. And, you know, it's just basically like, why should we even care what you think? Like, he's like, well, you we can all get rich. And it's like, well, what? You're not doing anything. Like, what do we care? Why, why do we even need you? You know? Right. Um. So there's a lot of like just parts of the story that are, that, that are just glossed over. Right. And like really unsure of where it goes. And then I, I think it's what episode four or episode five. I can't remember. We open 
on a Mandalorian, and it's straight. It's just Din Djarin. Oh yeah, it's episode five. Yeah, and it literally that entire episode has nothing to do with Boba Fett. Yeah, in this at all. Yeah, at all. Boba Fett is not in the episode. I think we see Fennec Shan at the very end of it. But True. it is it is an hour-long episode, arguably the strongest episode in the series, and it is all Mandalorian. It yeah. is all just the Mandalorian, him uh, finding uh, the armorer and... Um, uh, well, they talk about ta- the Darksaber... Yeah, but who's the, who's the other who's the other one from the the Children of the Watch that's there? Is it ta- um, ta- it's something Vizla? Uh, it's, it's Tar Vizla. Somebody from Tar Vizla. Yeah, who's actually who's voiced by John Favreau? Oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah. So Clan Vizla, one of the most important clans in the Mandalorian, right, or or in Mandalorian history, right? Uh, uh, so um, so having uh, a Vizla there, right? So he finds them basically, whatever. Tar challenges for the dark saber because the dark saber can only be one in combat, right? So the not armor, yet. not yet. No. So he the armor is training him how to use it first, he, right? A little bit. So he comes back with um, the spear that yes. was gifted to him, um, yeah. and the dark saber, and they have a conversation about all this stuff. And this is where the armorer um, turns the spear into the little baby chainmail. Yes, a gift for his, you know, a gift for Grogu. Yes. Um, and then they, you know, because this happens first, because, you know, everything goes sideways as the episode goes on. And this is and then then Vizsla challenges him. They fight. Uh, Vizsla loses. Yes. But. There's this I don't know how this I don't know how this happens. I don't know how this conversation comes up, but the armor asks about like, you know, the code. She and- she, she asked Tar Vizsla, Right. So like. Basically. Din beats him in single combat, right? right? Has the the right to retain the dark saber, right? He doesn't want it. And then she asks Vizsla, "Have you ever had your helmet removed?" And he says, "No." She says, "Have you ever willingly removed your helmet in front of others?" He says, "No." Then she goes to Din Djarin, "Have you ever had your helmet removed?" He goes, "No." She goes, "Have you ever willingly removed your helmet in front of others?" And he can't answer that because he has. Yeah. Right? And then so he's like, I have how do I atone for this this sin? Right. Because because in the Children of the Watch, you do not take your helmet off because the original Mandalore never removed his helmet. Whether that's true or not, that's like Mandalorian legend. Right. Right. Um, And so basically she's like. You, the only way to atone yourself is to to ask forgiveness under the waterfalls and the mines of Mandalore. And he's like, the planet's a ruin. And she's just like, this is the way. This is the way. Yeah. And he's like, and he's just like, this is the way. <laughs> like, I have to take on this impossible task. So we we just learned what season three of The Mandalorian is going to be yeah. about, right? Yeah. Um, so he has to take on this impossible task to, like, regain his honor. So, but in order to do this, the Razor Crest has been completely destroyed. So he takes a um, uh, basically like, sp- space like, bus. Yeah, it takes, takes like a, a space. <laughs> <bus>. <laughs> he takes Space Greyhound over to uh, Tatooine, <laughs> right? And he goes to uh, Mos Espa uh, uh, to meet Amy. Yeah, to meet Am- Amy Sedaris, Amy right? Amy Sedaris, yeah. 
And and she's great in the episode too, right? And that's when Fennec Shan, right? So like he's like she's like, Oh, I got the perfect thing for you and he's like, Okay, great, I want a razor crest. Basically he wants like some sort of gunship or something like that. Something pre Empire, right? So she has a Nabu Starfighter and he's like, What am I gonna do with a Nabu? And it shows she she soups it up. There's a bunch of uh, uh Jawa jokes in there, right? Oh yeah. And they get uh Jawa uh, romance. Yes, yes, and and they're getting parts from the Jawas, and and it's so great. There's there's one part where like she's like, we need a, a a sonic coupling to stabilize or whatever it is, right? And they're like, the Jawas have it. And it's this long pole thing, and and I, I I like I didn't know this off the bat, right? Like so, like I am a nerd. I'm not this much of a nerd, right? But the thing that they had is actually a prop from A New Hope. It's when they're in the trash compactor. It's one of the things Han Solo oh, they has. Propped it open. Yeah, with. yeah, oh. yeah. He's trying. To, yeah, and that's like what they bring him. It's like it's like oh, that's so fucking great, right? Because it's nerd. Um, yeah. So great callback. Yeah, awesome callback. So at the end of episode five, after after Din Djarin came in and arguably gave the best episode, right? Even with Chrysanthem, even with a useless cameo of Danny Trejo. Right, bringing in a rancor because the the the, the huts that yeah yeah so Jabba's cousins kind of come and claim try to lay claim to Tatooine, but Boba's like nah this is my turf right, and then then the Pikes show up and the huts are like you know what you can have this shithole like there's nothing worth value on Tatooine right, uh so you know apologies, here's a fucking rancor right to, <laughs> here's a baby rancor yeah right so. So Danny Trejo is the rancor keeper. Still don't know if he's like like something's creepy with him or something because they kind of imply that something's creepy with him, but it never goes anywhere, right? And then then that's when they're like, yeah, do whatever you want with Santham, kill him. He failed, you know, like whatever. It is what it is. And that's when he's like, you know, hey, let's be bros, bro, yeah. right? And so Danny Trejo's like. Yeah, no, the people don't know, but like rancors are actually like sensitive creatures. They're not, you know, and he's like, he's like the witches of Dathomir used to ride them, which that is fucking awesome oh, yeah. and true. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah, I mean, like, just, I, I love any throw out to Dathomir and, yep. and to the witches of Dathomir, right? Um, so Boba's like, ah, oh, I fucking want to learn how to ride this, right? And which is a great callback because the first time we ever see Boba is in this weird cartoon from the holiday special. Oh yeah, and he's right. He's riding a mythosaur, right? Uh, and which is one of the things in the Mandalorian when uh, that one dude is like, "Your ancestor used to ride the mythosaur," you know what I mean? So. Um, so like, yeah, it's sort of implied that like, oh shit, it would be so cool to see Boba ride a Rancor, right? But that was the coolest shit in episode four and then episode five, right? Yeah. Trying not to be so. Then they just turn it into Mando and Mando Mandalorian comes in. And he's like, give me your fucking lunch, Boba Fett. Nom, nom, nom. Eats all his, eats all of Boba's cheese sandwich yeah. just right in front of him. Has the best episode of the series so far. And it doesn't even have the fucking dude whose show it is. Yeah. I mean, the, I think that, I think that five and six, <coughs> I don't think that either five and six have Boba. They in really, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so in, in like episode, huge... yeah, in episode six, we, yeah, like we now see that, that, so Fennec's basically like, yo, Boba needs your help. 
And Din Djarin's like, okay, cool. I got to do something first. Right. Right? Like, I'm going to help him. I got to do something first. So he travels to another planet to go see that's right, motherfucking Grogu, right? And Grogu's off with our man, Luke Skywalker, training to become a Jedi. Also, just hanging out there because why the fuck not, right? Is Ahsoka, and what's kind of cool is you see all these bots building the temple, and it yeah. is the it is Luke's Jedi temple, right, right. Um, so uh, Luke is helping Boba, or Luke is helping Grogu remember his connection to the Force, right? Ahsoka's kind of talking to Jin, right, being like he's too attached to you, yada yada yada. You really shouldn't see him. Din just kind of gives her the chainmail, and he's like, you know, I I had this made for him. I I just want him to have it, right? So he doesn't even see Grogu, right? So he she Ahsoka convinces him that it's not best for for Grogu to see him, right? Because he's so attached, he's just starting to get over not being with Jin every day, right? And and being able to focus on on uh his, his Jedi training, right? Um. So Luke is also kind of like, well, what do I do? I know he's getting better. And, and you get to see Grogu do some flips and shit yeah. like that. Like, right? Like, first he's trying to jump. He's just like, eh. And Luke's like, come on now. You could do better than that. And then, you know, like, later on, you get to see Luke do some fucking cool-ass lightsaber training in the woods, right? Like, in a bamboo forest for whatever reason. I don't give a shit. It was cool. Fucking, it was a great scene. You get to see Ahsoka tell Luke that he reminds her so much of his fa- of his father, right? Anakin, also fucking super badass. Right. Again, another great episode, except to this point. This is where I, I, I have, right? She's like, yeah, he's, Luke asks Ahsoka, he's like, the Mandalorian was here? And she's like, yeah, he, he brought him this, right? So Luke basically has the chainmail armor made for for Grogu, right? And basically he presents that to Grogu along with Yoda's lightsaber. Motherfucker. Right. And what he's a like dick. The, I know. And he's like, you gotta choose, bud. Which one is it gonna be? You can't have the lightsaber and the chainmail, which is the which easiest is choice. This is the fucking best. That's the fucking best of both worlds. Why can't he right? have that? Why can't he have it? Right. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Right. Yeah. And they don't justify it. He doesn't justify it in any way. No, it's just like, yeah, it's all of a sudden. It's like telling a five-year-old, like, you can either have, like, this or this. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, I can't even think of an apt comparison. Like, you know, because Grogu's like, I don't know, he's basically like a five-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, maybe a little little older, but he's like basically a five-year-old. And it's like, you can either have, like, a book. Or a tw- I don't know. I'm trying to like make it. Yeah. Like, how do you? Like, it's such a boss, you know, choice. Like, how do you? How do you even compare that? And it's like, who would do that? Right. Who would do such a thing? Yes. And yeah, so it, it it's fucking it's shitty as fuck to have have you know like you know only, only a Sith deals in absolutes, right? Like, but like it's a, it's that's what it is. It's got this or this, right? And which I mean is cool because. I guess they didn't retcon shit from the sequels, right? Because then you'd have to deal with, well, what the fuck ever happened to Grogu in the sequels, right? Right. And why wasn't Leia there, right? Because she's like the first student at the Jedi Academy, uh, Luke's Jedi Academy and shit like that, right? So there's all all this other shit, right? Um, So whatever. 
It's it's a touching scene, but you're back at Mos Espa. You're back at Amos Sedaris's place, right? Jin's getting his shit together. He's talking to Fennec, right, getting ready to go. And then an X-Wing comes up, and it's Red 5, and it's R2 basically piloting. Yeah. And he... Grogu chose the chainmail. He wants to be with his pseudo dad, yeah. right? And not be a Jedi. Uh, you know, which is amazing. Well, yeah, like, so there's this emotional reunion. Again, has fuck all to do with the book of Boba Fett, right? <laughs> like, it's still just the Jin Jaren show. Uh, and so, it, so as Boba's crew is gearing up for the final showdown, right between the all too powerful Pike Syndicate, right? Oh, hold on, let, oh, me, let me, let me, let me. Wait, I got to yeah, correct you here, right? So, yeah, so, let's not forget about the the other cameo that's well, super important here. There's some timing issues here. So, so episode episode um, R two does not deliver Grogu until up at the beginning of episode seven. Okay, yeah, in episode six. Episode six is all awesome. Well, not all awesome, but it's like, you know, there's 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 Luke being a dick. Mm. Um, they make their choice. Then yeah, they, and, Ma you know, and Mando goes and see Cad Van, right? Like so, or Cod Van, right? Like well, so he goes, he goes back, uh, yeah, yeah. Um well Mando goes Mando goes back and meets with uh Boba Fett first. And they yes. talk about how they have like they don't have any numbers. And they need so an army. They need an army. And so he's like, I know a guy. Right. And so then he goes to Freetown. Yep. The new Freetown. Um, <coughs> right. To enlist. Which is awesome because Freetown is in the comics. Yeah. And that's actually the name of the town that Cad Von runs in the comics. Cool. Right. So he yeah. like he, he tries to, you know, enlist Cobb Vanth and his people. They kind of are like hesitant to get involved. They're like, we um, really don't. You know, I mean, like it is what it is. We're out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's really fucking with us. We don't want to take a side in this war necessarily. But in the beginning of the episode, Cobb Vanth inadvertently picks a side. Yes. And so, you know. Because he runs into some pikes, moving some spice through his area. Yep. And he don't take very kindly to that. Yep. So. And the, the those, the pikes are, those, those pikes are driving Luke's scooter. Is it Luke's scooter? It's not. It's not Luke's. It's a T one thousand though, just like the one that Luke had in A New Hope. Okay. So then, the, at the end of the episode, the choice is already made, right? Um, after after Mando leaves, someone else arrives. Yeah, quite you possibly, see this. quite possibly the the character of. I mean, as far as I think I'm concerned, like the character of the series. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The, I was so pumped on this. The best uh, cameo of the series. Yes. Well, the uh, second best. I'll get to the first later because you'll love this. But the the second best cameo of the series. Um, it's just like uh, it's almost like showdown. Yes. He this stranger just comes walking up. Yep. And with his wide brim hat, and who could it possibly be? Motherfucking. It, it's motherfucking Cad, Cad Bane, y'all. Yeah, that's goddamn right. The fucking greatest bounty hunter of the Republic era, Cad Bane. Also mentor to Boba Fett from uh, the Clone Wars. Cool episode of the Clone Wars that they never made, 
right? But they had storyboarded out, and I think they even did some uh, voiceover work for it, but never did uh, the animation. They blocked out the animation, but never made the episode. Okay. They were going to do a Boba Fett, Young Boba, and Cad Bane episode with oh. with with Boba doing a job, and they referenced the episode in the book of Boba Fett. Okay. So basically they're canonizing it, even though it was never an episode. And what's that episode? All right. All right. I got you. All right. Yeah. So this is when, when, when Boba and Cad Bane have a duel, right? Like at the end, right. Uh, Cad Bane says one more lesson for you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, because even though in the clone wars, they never meet in any of the finished episodes, there was an episode that never got made where Boba joins Cad Bane's crew and they basically go on a mission. And they basically, in that episode, they come to a, a, a phase, like a standoff, right? Okay. And, and, and a duel. And they they wind up turning blasters on each other. And this is how Boba gets the dent in his helmet it's from Cad Bane's blaster shot and how Cad Bane gets the metal piece and the respirators because it's from the head shot from Boba. Wasn't what wasn't there a young Boba in the Clone Wars, though? They were doing yes. like a train heist. Mul- mul- multiple episodes, okay, multiple okay. episodes. Young Boba was in there. But, that but there was going to be. Yeah. But there was going to be a specific uh, young Boba with Cad Bane okay. episode. Okay. Right. Uh, which they did not get to do, uh, which would have been awesome. Yeah. So, so at the end of six, you know, Cad Bane, um, you know, confronts um, Cobb Vanth, um, yep. kind of gives him a choice. Uh, they kind of make like, their do, choice. Do nothing, right, or fucking get obliterated. Well, I think, that the, I think that the deputy kind of gets a little trigger happy, and I think that might kind of push this into a... a that, that pushes it, because you don't know if Cobb Vanth... I, I don't think Cobb Vanth could have held his own against Cad Bane. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But yeah, like, yeah, especially without the best car. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, but so the, he, the he dep- his deputy gets, yeah. Uh, nah, brah. Cobb Vanth doesn't die? Cobb Vanth doesn't die. Okay. So he's definitely very, very badly uh, uh, Hurt, right? Oh, and that, there it is. That, I got you. Yep. Okay, he, got yeah, you. but he, he's he's the person in the back to tank at the I end. Didn't, I didn't realize that. Okay. Um, yep. Or at least I, I didn't either. I didn't realize it or didn't remember it. But so this is where. This but is you're where, you're like, left to assume that Covent dies because he gets basically heart shot. Yeah, right? he gets marked. So yeah. this is this like one of the one of the other issues with this season was how like the writers. Not only did they do a, they come up with a bad job of presenting Boba, they also didn't come up with enough material for an entire season, and so that's nah. why you, that's why you get this the episodes five and six, which are very much the Mandalorian. Like it's very much like the next season of the Mandalorian now, right? Right. So like you you have five and a little bit at the end of five where it's like Boba Fett, and then we get into six, and then there's a little bit at the end of 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 episode six where we start to go to the whole thing like where we kind of like come to the crescendo right so you know right after the right after um cat bane shoots cop vanth um the sanctuary which is the bar in mos espa 
it gets yeah. bombed. And this is when like this is when like shit pops off. This is when the you know the war, you know, whatever we're gonna call it, um kind of kind of pops off. And then right after that, this is where Luke Skywalker gives Grogu the choice. Yes. Grogu makes his choice, the beginning of episode seven, Grogu comes home, right? Yep. Comes back. Yep. Um and then then everything starts to get like, you know, it's a pretty wild and woolly final episode of the season. Yeah. And, and so, and I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I, I don't think they had enough material there to make as many episodes as they did. Right. So you get a very watered down Boba Fett through a lot of the, uh, a lot of the series, right? But in, in the final episode, you get a motherfucking Boba Fett that's like, yo, give me my lunch back, bitch, right? Um, and he <laughs> he goes off. So the, the battle ensues, right? It's an unwinnable unwin- situation, right, for um <clears throat> um for for the the two Mandalorians, right? Boba and Dinjarin. Well this right? I mean, uh, I think um we have the don't we have the um the the Cad Bane shows up first. They have yes, words, yes. which is yes. great. Yes, yes. Right. And this is where this is where kind of like a lot of the motivations get revealed about like, you know, the pikes are the ones that killed the Tuscans and yeah. they framed the biker gang, but it wasn't so yes. like, you know, all that vengeance right. you got on the biker gang, you know, all that stuff you want to do. It didn't mean that. nothing. It didn't, didn't mean, mean nothing. nothing. Yeah. Right. And 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 that's when we get to see some really cool like posturing from Boba Fett. We get to see some vintage era Boba Fett. We get to see the hand on the wrist holding the gun. You know what I mean? Like yep. and, and, and we start to see like a resemblance of the Boba that we know, right? That would be take no shit, but still also smart enough to be like, I'm not just going to start blasting right. at when, I, when, when I'm outgunned 30 to one. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. I got a plan in place. It's a Hail Mary plan, but it's a good plan, right? Yeah. It's what it is. I'm going to use as much muscle as I got, right? Yeah. But while, and this while is we're doing a- this, this is where, like, um, all some of some some of the other crime family families uh, betray Boba Fett, and they start attacking people of his in his in his group. Yeah, right? the mods, right? The mods that are on patrol, uh, Chrysanthemum, right? And that's when that's when Boba realizes he's fucked, right? Yeah. So he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna go out there, and I'm just gonna fucking is what it is. I uh, I'm going down with the ship. I'm going out fighting, and then Din Djarin's like, all right, well if that's what you got to do, Let's I'm go. doing it. He's like, you can leave. He's like, I said I would help you. Yep. And he's like, you really, and he's like, so you're going to, you're willing to die with me. And Din Djarin's like, this is the way. The way. And it's so fucking great, right? Like, cause again, he's like, yo, motherfuckers, it's my show, right? Like, kind of, yeah. right? But he's like, you really believe all that? And he's like, yeah, I do, right? So I, I feel like that's a great interaction between Din and Boba, right? So they go out and they start fucking shit up, right? Two badass Mandalorians, right? Fucking Order of the Phoenix flying up in the air, doing all the shit, all the whistles. Boba's like, y'all didn't know I had knee pad rocket launchers? <laughs> right? Fucking shit up. But, like, they're still, like, they're heavily outnumbered, right? And one of the things that I thought was great, kind of redeeming Boba, right, is in the battle, it's really Din that goes down first, and Boba having to come to his rescue oh, yeah, to bring yeah. Din back up, right? So, cool, good writing there. Uh, we'll fast forward a bit. Things are looking bad. Uh, the the Gamorians, they get fucking, they get 300, 
right? So that's yeah, basically, do. yeah, it's like they, they look thirsty to the cliffs, right? So like all the bad guys just walk them off. I remember I'm watching this episode with my daughters, right? And Eddie's like, I don't care what happens to those piggies, but if anything happens to our Wookiee, I'm never watching this show again. I'm like, it's the last episode, so don't worry. Right. And I'm like, I like the Grimorian guards. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. So whatever. They're dead. You think Chrysanthemum's dead. Chrysanthemum could take a licking and keep on ticking. That dude got shot 87 times during this battle. <laughs> like, in, like headshotted. Like, he died 15 times for sure. That hair, that, that coat of hair is thick. Yeah. But, so, like, even though they're starting to, like, gain some ground, even though they're kind of fucked up, right, the Pikes are like, uh, we got Scorpion droids, which are kind of like droidicas from the first uh, prequel series, yep. but like way amped up. They got shields. You can't fuck with them. You know, I mean, you can kind of like kinetic weapons don't work. Energy weapons don't work. You can't fucking dark saber them. You can't do a, a lot of shit against them. Right. So but it was like we need fucking more whatever. So he goes off. They're all trying to deal with it. Grogu's back in the picture. Din Djarin's like trying to save him and fucking whatever, um, you know. The Freetown people show up. Mm-hmm. They start helping. Then, yes. then Grogu shows up. Yes. Yep. And then Boba's like, yo, I got an idea. And they're like, what the fuck do you mean you got? And he takes off, right? And fucking shit is not looking good. The scorpion droids are fucking whatever. And then you hear this giant fucking roar. And it's fucking Boba on a goddamn Rancor. Somehow he put a saddle on that motherfucker. You saw him hang out with the Rancor for two minutes in a previous episode. Him and Danny Trejo, right? And then he comes in riding this motherfucking thing, and it is everything you have ever wanted in fucking anything. It's Boba Fett on the back of a goddamn Rancor fucking shit up. And it's great. Yep. It's great. Yeah, and then um, Cad Bane shows up. Yes. He manages to scare off the Rancor, and then we have, a, then we have yeah. our Cad Bane and Boba Fett duel, which yeah. initially Boba Fett kind of loses yeah no for sure cad bane is a bad motherfucker cad bane is one of the baddest motherfuckers ever and he's ruthless as a motherfucker and a lot of people kind of complained about live action cad bane like how he looked i thought he looked what? fucking awesome yeah he no people great. what are they talking about I, I know i know the the hat brim wasn't wide enough it, fu- I mean, what do you mean like, it, wasn't wide it was fucking awesome it, no, was, it was awesome. perfect it was it was yeah. it was spot on so yeah, yeah, so um you know, he may be cool, but he's not like, you know, he's not uh he don't got a gappy stick. Yeah. And right. So, you know, Fett goes, you know, this is where we you know, these are the back and forth flashbacks and then, you know, Fett goes back to his uh to his gappy stick skills and that's when he wins. Yeah. And he, and he kills fucking, Bane. Right. But then Cad Bane's little heart monitor thing is still bleaking, so maybe, like, Cad Bane lives. I don't know. I, I, I got hope that we could see Cad Bane in the future. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yay, our heroes prevail, right? Uh, Mos Espa is headed for brighter days under the the watchful eye of their benevolent mafia lord. Fucking, uh, you know, I mean, like, that's still the part that I don't necessarily yeah. get. Yeah, I mean, Fennec Shan goes out and she straight murks the mayor and all the pikes, right? Like, she's, like, just straight hanging dudes from the ceiling, right? Because she's Fennec Shen and she's badass. And she's ruthless. Yeah, right. Fennec Shen is a fucking anti-hero. She is ruthless. Yeah, 
and she's awesome, right? Yeah. So but also like the you know like the mayor was a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, no, he for was sure. In bed with a complete with piece all the of shit. Dealer. So it's like yeah. you know, I, I guess you can understand why the why the people of Mos Espa would like be kind of happy that this is all done, you know, um, you know, and then. Uh, Dinjarin and and Grogu fly off in their tiny tiny starfighter. Which this is why I did. This is why I was like. This is why I can totally see why Dinjarin wanted like another um uh, uh what was this? What's his ship called? What was his ship called? Uh, it was a Razor Crest. Another Razor Crest because like the Razor Crest had like room storage for yeah room in it. He could live in it and shit right like that. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a fucking. A, a, a two seat, a one seater, right? Like a, yeah, it's like I mean? the difference between like a yacht and a speedboat, right? And so, like one of the greatest, but like so, so Jin, Din, and uh, Grogu, they go off. They're in the Naboo starfighter. I'm assuming heading for the ruins of Mandalore or Concordia Five, which is the blown up moon around Mandalore. Um, so we're gonna see some shit in season three. Probably gonna see some Bo-Katan shit. Probably going to be a lot of night owls fucking really looking forward to that. But like, so it's basically, it's like Din in one pod. And then there's like where the astromech was, uh, Amy Stairs had built a pod for Grogu. Right. Like, so like, so it's just Grogu like tapping on the glass and Din's like, no, (laughs) that like, he just taps on the glass again. And he's like, no, he taps on the glass again. He's like, ah, Fine. This is the last time. So his is his fucking Nabu Starfighter basically has like this nitrous oxide says I don't know, but it, it it allows him to go super fast, like sub light, but it's still not like light well, he, speed, right? They talk about it when they're building, it, and then he uses yeah. it when he takes it out for the test drive to get away from those yeah. two X wings. Uh, one X-wings, of which is right. the guy from yeah um, from the, the last uh, season from of, first of season from yeah. the first season of the Mandalorian. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And uh, yeah, so it just and, and so it's like it's them just blasting off and Grogu like laughing and having fun, and that's when the series ends, right? Well, which is great because that's like that's the perfect intro for Mandalorian season three. That's basically what the tail end of this show really was. It started out kind of being like about Boba Fett and what happened to him, then it came into heavily being about Din Djarin. Right. And Grogu and setting up for Mandalorian season three, which I think is going to be awesome. Um, There's quite a few things the show did well and quite a few things that the show could have done better. Um, But they brought in great directors, great story writers, hated the mods. I don't want to say there's great story writers. I I, I don't know that I would go that far. I mean, yeah, you had had Dave Filoni, you had John Favreau, you had Robert Rodriguez. A lot a lot of the episodes were written well, even though patched together, it may have not been a complete cohesive story. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, the, and like I said, the, the I I thought the the presentation of Boba Fett is very inconsistent, and it makes it ultimately makes for kind of a really boring, kind of makes for a boring character. Right. Like, exactly. There so. should have been there should have been more elements of 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 less civility to Boba Fett. Right. I mean, right? remember, you know, like Boba Fett was Boba Fett was. He was raised on a planet where there really wasn't any children, so he didn't have any social interaction other than being with his father, who then he had to watch get his head lopped off. Yeah, yeah. Mace Windu took that shit with the purple lightsaber, son. And so, like, you would think that he would be completely scarred and distrustful of the Jedi, and and he would have all of this, you know, 
all this hatred and well, there, there is functional. Yeah, there was there was no interaction between him and Luke though, right? right like, right. and he do, and he doesn't necessarily know that Grogu is a Jedi like, or trying to be a Jedi or anything like I that. Think, right? I think one of the one of the things, and I think I'd seen this as like a kind of like a theory or what I don't know, but like a fan thing. But one of the better ideas for this season was like Boba Fett and um, Ahsoka Tano as a, uh, you know, an uneasy alliance type of thing. Yeah. Like, like that almost would have been a better story arc, a season long story arc than this, you know, I want to have a crime syndicate with no crime story arc that right. only had like a really, a really hearty five episodes to it. So what are you going to do? I, what what I really wanted to see was and the fan theory that I wanted was uh, so the 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 dark saber has been heavy and unwieldy for all users, because even though one in combat, the last true wielder of the, the dark saber didn't lose it in combat. He had it stolen from him. And that was Django. Right. So Django in Legends was at one point the Mandalore. Okay. Right. And, and and wielded the Darksaber. Right. And basically had it stolen from him, even though and like basically was kicked out of like uh, of Mandalorian society, yeah. even though he hadn't lost the Darksaber in battle. Right. Like, so he's just kind of like, you know what? Fuck all this. I'm out. Right. But Boba being an identical genetic clone to Django. Right. Right. May have may have like some sort of claim to the Darksaber. So I was hoping that seeing Boba wield the Darksaber and everybody seeing like, wow, it doesn't seem heavy to him at all. He's like fucking shit up with the Darksaber. Right. Would have been fucking cool as shit. But that didn't happen. Missed opportunity. A lot of missed opportunities. A lot of cool stuff. Got to see a lot of cool stuff. It's Star Wars. So, you know, like, I don't know, out of 10, 59 i'm like 59 out of 10 84 yeah, i mean it's was... star wars is the greatest shit ever i don't give a fuck it's good <laughs> i i was like i was i'm like five out of ten like i said the, the presentation really hurts and then the 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 lack of a story to get all the way across the season that hurts too Oh yeah, so, I, like I said, there there was things that could have been done better, but it's Star Wars. I'm three thousand and seventy six out of ten. Is the right, greatest I'm, show ever made. That's a silly Hands talk. I'm out here. Yeah, right. Well, hey, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Fucking way too long, but it's fucking Boba Fett, one of the greatest stories ever. And uh, you know, like no matter where you go, no matter what you do, always know, baby, that this is the way. Peace.